0: I am professional wrestler Chris Rex, and if you're hearing my voice, that means you're listening to The Bear of Texas Podcast.
1: What is up, my beautiful people? This is Cowboys Talk, the Dallas Cowboys discussion segment of The Bear of Texas Podcast. I am The Bear of Texas. Wiley, aka The Venomous Stare, is back. And Wiley, are you ready to preview this Sunday's game between the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Giants?
0: I'm so ready for it, Alex. This is a must-win game. Dallas is in a situation where they've got a couple wins in a row. This is one of those game rival that you absolutely have to win, and it's going to be an incredibly important task to really decimate the Giants.
1: Well, as much as we hate the Giants, I mean, I have to ask you, At this point right now, based on their big win they had last week and how they are, I hate to say this, but the Giants kind of seem better than they look.
0: Well, I wouldn't put too much stock into the Giants barely being able to beat the Saints. The Saints themselves are a vastly overrated team in the same vein of the Denver Broncos, so the fact that the Giants were able to squeak out a win doesn't really mean much. It was one of those back-and-forth epic games where the Giants really needed a couple things to break their way, so the Giants are still sort of a jokish bottom-five team. Don't let the one-win fool you. Well, I wouldn't, I don't want to let that, that fool me, but
1: that win, they did come back from being 11 points down, and and what we have to understand is that every, every New York loss this season has not been a blowout. They would lose by a point, by two points. It's basically just a couple plays away from actually from actually winning. Uh, going to this game, you know what's important to us is this is the it'll be the f one year, one year after they took out our quarterback, so yeah, this this rivalry it just got nastier.
0: Well, the Cowboys have to beat the Giants. If you're going to pose a threat to the rest of the league, then what you're going to have to do is to pull your head out of your poop chute and win these gimme games. You gotta sweep the Giants. You gotta sweep Washington. And you got to sweep Philly. These are all bottom ten teams in the NFL. And the Cowboys have really got to take care of business.
1: They do. So going to this game, you know, Jones apparently has a completion rate of close to 67%, while Dak Prescott's completion percentage is actually the best in the league, 70.2%. And here's actually something interesting. The Giants' secondary is 31st in the league in completion allowing, and the Cowboys' secondary is actually the second worst in the league in passing yards allowed.
0: Well, the Cowboys' defense has been improved, but it's mostly because of the ability to create turnovers.
1: Turnovers, you know, sacking the quarterback, and that's key to victory number one right there. Defense needs to sack the quarterback and force turnovers. Now, we all know last year, if I am correct, Danny Dimes had, I believe, 19 fumbles?
0: Yeah, he was a turnover machine. He made a fool of himself on a a consistent basis.
1: Yeah, and so far, and this year, I mean, it might have been at first, but I would say uh, maybe as of late it hasn't, but we're going to have to, I guess what I'm trying to say is maybe the Cowboys defense should have to remind Danny Dimes who he is, right? If you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, this should be a game where Diggs, if he wants to continue that droopy little streak he has, this is a perfect game for it. Jones, poor decision-making, poor accuracy, and an exceptionally poor job handling, controlling, and protecting the ball. And the Giants lost by two touchdowns in week one, and they barely lost to to Washington, who's not any good, and then they barely lost to the Falcons, who were terrible. So even though the games were somewhat close, they were playing garbage teams. So the Giants are bad. There's really no way around that fact. And the Cowboys have to clean up versus bad teams. Because there's going to be games like the Patriots or Vegas or the Cardinals or the Chiefs. We're looking at it and you're saying that's either a coin flip or it favors the other team. Now if you win all your division games against these shit opponents, and really Philly looks like they have the most weapons and were best on paper, and that game that they had against the Cowboys was an abomination. Philly actually looked weakest. So you have to be sitting over here saying, if you clean up the division games, you already have three wins in your pocket. How many wins is it going to take to actually win the division? Not many. So you should really clean up in that regard.
1: Well said, Mr. Venomous, dear. Well said. And the Giants' defense comes in this game second-worst in sacks with only six. And our Cowboys' offensive line has actually been doing a phenomenal job. I mean, you and I have to take some responsibility because we seriously doubted this offensive line, especially Terrence Steele. We doubted him big time.
0: Well, we doubted the health and longevity of the line more than the players. Okay, that's, that's true. Steele has definitely improved, though, credit where credit is due.
1: I mean, let's not forget, last week the Panthers came in leading the league in sacks, and the Cowboys' offensive line allowed no sacks. I mean, on that particular play, Dak Prescott saved it on that particular drive, but still, you know, with all that pressure, the Cowboys' offensive line just kept it there. Which brings me to key to victory number two, and I think you know what that is, don't you? Run game. Run game. The Cowboys' running game is second best in the league and the giants rushing defense allows an average <clears throat> allows an average of, of about 102 yards per game that makes them 20th first in the league so that being said you know what if since we have to protect dak prescott at all costs because again this game is just one year removed from that horrific injury i mean that injury was pretty fucking scary and the way to do that is we got to run the game and if it just if it works if basically if tony pollard and Zeke Elliott are averaging close to five to six yards per carry, you know what? I don't see why you should stop. Just keep doing it. Keep doing it. Because the last thing we need is to dominate the running game and then say, okay, well, we're doing fine. Maybe now we can pass. No, you don't abandon the game. Because if you do, the Giants will take advantage of it, and then we become, in your famous words, we become the frauds. Our performance is repulsive, repugnant, and absolutely 100% grade-A dis graceful.
0: Well, if you look at the games the Cowboys have won and been efficient in in the last seven years, the run game is the backbone of that. And establishing the run, keeping their defense off the field, and keeping control of the game is really what makes the Cowboys a threat. The games where the Cowboys are losing are the games where Dak throws it 60 times. And that's funny because the idiot fan who is a casual and knows nothing about football, but Dick rides the Dak Prescott empty passing yard. They never make the connection that most of those come in garbage time. And the Cowboys, whenever Dak throws it 50 plus times, are not a good team and are not put in a good position to win. And since Pollard has lit a fire under the ass of Zeke Elliott, it's going to be very interesting to see How those two work together and how the workload is displaced. I really love the idea of Pollard getting 10 touches a game and really keeping Zeke fresh. And more than keeping him fresh, inspiring him to give his 100% all the time. And I think it's great the offensive dynamic that's been established between those two.
1: I was actually incorrect. The Giants' rushing defense allows an average of 123 yards, but it's really not much difference. But...
0: They're bad. They're,
1: they're bad, and, and, and the Cowboys just got to take advantage of it, but do you think that the, maybe the passing game is actually going to have much action in this one?
0: Yes, I think uh, Dak will throw it at least 25 times, but it's interesting because the Cowboys are so dependent on the rush game, but they're so eager to give it up. This is a team that gives up on the run and, Whenever it's been the Zeke Elliott show and he comes out and clearly doesn't care or try, you can see why they give up on the run. Now that Pollard's a weapon, I don't think that's really going to be so much of a problem. So uh, that's absolutely great news if you're a Cowboy fan. Because the defense, everyone thinks it's all of a sudden God tier and improved just because of the interceptions. A lot of what the defense has done has been predicated off of clock control. And having their shit together on the defensive side of the ball makes it look a lot easier whenever your offense controls the clock. It puts way less pressure on the defense.
1: It does. And, you know, the Cowboys' total offense is third best Mm. in the league, averaging just a little over 420 yards per game. You know, and I'm looking at the total defense for both teams, and they're almost just about evenly matched. The Giants' total defense allows an average of 382 well, the Cowboys' total defense average, excuse me, allows an average of nearly 400. So that's why I think this game. Even though I, the Cowboys can definitely win it, but anything could happen. It's one of those games because especially because when we, when we play the Giants, the Cowboys have shit the bed before, and <laughs> so you, you know you never know what's going to be. But the Giants' total offense is ranked 14th, so the Cowboys still have a bit, have a bit of the advantage overall. But but this game, it's not going to be no cakewalk. I can tell you that. Not for the Cowboys, at least.
0: Well, then that doesn't bode well for their playoff chances. The Giants are a bottom four team in the NFL. I think them, the Jets, the Jags, and the Falcons are the worst teams in the league. So if the Cowboys can't win by 10-plus points, then it makes them look pretty damn bad. And I get that it's a division game, and it's probably going to play a little closer than it should, but... This should be an easy W. The Giants are the worst of a bad division. It should be a dub.
1: I mean, I like your confidence, Wiley. And, you know, in our defense, you know, Saquon Barkley is certainly going to be a problem. And and the Giants, let's not forget, the Giants have weapons too. You know, I did look at the injury report for the Giants this week so far. And Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton both did not practice today and yesterday. But Kenny Galladay, obviously as we know, has been you know made an impact. And there's also this dude, the former Washington player, I believe his name is John Ross. So we still have to keep an eye out. But oh, of course there's Saquon Barkley. But you know, and another thing is, is that as much as you as much as you don't like Daniel Jones, you know Daniel Jones is a, is a threat. You know with the running game. And last week Sam Donald actually kind of proved that you know our. If the quarterback is open and he can run, I mean, he's going to take advantage of it. But then again, again, Daniel Jones is not Sam Darnold, so...
0: So after that, you're going to pick the Giants, right? After saying all that? No. Exactly! Exactly.
1: I'm just saying that the Cowboys should not underestimate the Giants under any circumstances. So no, I'm not picking the Giants, buddy.
0: Well, who are you picking and by how many...
1: I have to go with the Cowboys win 38 28.
0: Cowboys 38. Giant 17.
1: Okay. who? Uh, okay, and uh, as far as the running game goes, how do you think Zeke's going to do?
0: 70 yards and a touchdown. Pollard will go for
1: 75. All right. You think a big day for CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper? No. I don't. Yeah, I'm not sure. You know, as far as to go, I'm not sure if the Cowboys are going to go too deep on the pass because I think these lower passes, you know, like these passes to Dalton Schultz, those plays have actually been, you know, going pretty good. And, you know, if if you like that, and Dalton Schultz, I mean, I swear, the dude's getting better. And, you know, I actually started him on my fantasy team, which actually turned out to be good. I got some points, but overall I didn't win. So really at the end of the day, uh, what good does that do, right? But I'm still happy to see Dalton Schultz play. Because, well, i got to be honest, I know that you have a passion for fantasy football, Wiley, but for me, I can't, I can't take it as serious as you do.
0: I think you uh, might just have not tasted the glorious, glorious nectar of winning. And maybe you should do it with a bunch of people that you know and you've met, because if you do it with randoms, it's not really fun. You also have to do money leagues. Free roll leagues aren't fun either, so maybe it's just to change the rules and people that you you would enjoy it more.
1: Okay. All right, so you made your prediction with the run game. I'm going to make a good prediction right here because, you know, just to convince everybody that I'm not blowing smoke up your ass when I'm picking the Giants, I say Randy Gregory, Osa Odigazua, Micah Parsons, Keanu Neal all have a good day. I'm going to say Gregory is going to register at least one sack, and the, def- and the defensive end, Osa Adigazua, is also going to have one. And Osa and Mika are both great on the pass rush, so that's why I'm really convinced they're going to have a- another good day. And Trayvon Diggs is going to have a good day as well.
0: Will he, con- uh, will he continue his INT streak?
1: Well, that's a hard pred- prediction to make. If, if, if the Cowboys' defense remind, like I said, if they remind Danny, <laughs> Daniel Jones who he is as far as the turnovers go, then there's no doubt in my mind Trayvon Dix can have a, can have one other pick.
0: It's a yes or no question, Nostradamus.
1: Well, that case, I would say, in, in that particular scenario, I, I say yes.
0: Love that. And I got another question for you. CeeDee Lamb over under 80 yards.
1: That's... It's, it, that's tough to say because he was quiet last week, but I think CeeDee Lamb's is actually gonna have a better game. But I think, I think 80 yards is, is definitely most realistic. I'm gonna say six catches, 80 yards, and one touchdown.
0: For under 80 yards. That's the whole point oh, of the over. game. Okay, he's taking the over.
1: All right. So uh, so let me let me ask you this: uh, who, who, Do you think Amari Cooper is is in for another big game?
0: He'll do he'll do well. Thinking 88 yards and a touchdown. Alright.
1: Alright. Okay, now I gotta ask you this. Who, who do you think is gonna shine on defense?
0: Biggs, for sure. I think he's due for another interception. And I think your call on Gregory is nice. Jones doesn't really have that timer of, oh crap, I need to get rid of the ball that intelligent quarterbacks do. He just sort of holds it until he gets smashed and fumbles it.
1: That's why. Sacked. The fucking quarterback. Sack him. If you get to him, if you touch him, if he gets away from you, that is repulsive. You take the guy down. You do not let Daniel Jones embarrass you. And, you know, you should see how serious I am. So, yeah, don't fucking do that, okay? If you make Daniel Jones, if you let Daniel Jones make a fool out of you, again, your words, Wiley, what are you if you do that? Fraud. <laughs> so, so in other words, don't be a Fraud. So now that we got this out of the way, and I got to ask you because this was breaking news, and I did do an episode on this, but Jalen Smith is no longer a Cowboy. He's not with the Green Bay Packers. I think, the, I think our audience would really love to hear your thoughts on that.
0: Well, he was only ever a mediocre guy that made, he was made to look a lot better by the lack of talent around him. And that might seem like a loss because of the fact that the Cowboys defense was shit to begin with. But with Mika Parsons coming in and Smith never really developing, I think that it makes sense. Smith was always one of these guys where he was like an effort player. He was never really that good, and he was just sort of always playing hard and being like a 5 out of 10 guy. So I don't really think there's any harm or foul.
1: What's tough is we can't deny the fact that in 2018 he had the good year, but, but here's the key. It's one good year. One but what does Jerry Jones do? What's that? He dumps the money truck on him. In your words, dumps the money truck on him. A six-year deal. I think it was like, what, f- between 50 to $65 million a year, I think with th- over $30 million guaranteed. And there was a clause in that contract that in 2022, if Jalen Smith were to miss the entire season, he still gets the full payday. I well, think- that's, a gr-
0: that's a great example of when you have a really bad team And you just get suckered into overpaying for like any, like if you have two good players on the whole defense and it feels like way more tempting to lock up like one of the good players than it would if you had like six good players.
1: All right. Well, you know, and you know, everybody says, well, Bearman, let me remind you that in the last two years, he he led the team in tackles like, yeah, he did. But you know what kind of tackles?
0: It's just cleaning up the drippings.
1: in other words, open field tackles. Okay, okay, I get it. Lead the league, but with open league tackles, he makes a tackle when the opposing adversary has already five yards on the, at least five yards on the play. What good is that? What good is it? It's no good. I mean, look, <laughs> we've said this before. I get it. He came after a gruesome knee injury. Okay, but look, we can't just be stuck on that. Okay, the bottom line is, he could not make an impression. We had to get rid of him. It sucks that it happened, but guess what? It had to. And and honestly, look, I, I saw this coming. I, I would have figured they would probably release him by the end of the year. I will be honest. I never anticipated him being released during the season, but I did notice he was not starting the season. This season, he was probably getting almost between fifty to I would say between forty five and fifty five percent of snaps. But
0: well, well, he was he, never he, that good and could never force turnovers. Yeah. So
1: yeah, and and there was that there's a, a picture of him literally get. Br- getting burned on that uh, play against the Eagles, but, you know, somebody else suggested, a source just simply suggested that he does not fit in Dan Quinn's scheme, so, like, I mean, maybe, he would, I don't know what scheme he would fit in, but, you know, he's now with the Packers, and you know, I guess we'll see we'll, we'll see what he can do from there, but, uh, well, the Cowboys don't play the Packers, and, but, you know, if we make the playoffs, there's probably a chance we'll probably meet him there. If we are, well... Well we'll get to we'll get to that one. We, we'll get to that if it happens, but anyway. Ladies and gentlemen, Cowboys Talk is available to you on all streaming platforms including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Mr. Venomous Stare, please tell the folks where they can find you, sir.
0: Follow me at Venerister Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube and rate the podcast 5 stars.
1: All right, thank you very much ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you all next time.
0: Easy.